fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pile I say again, welcome to the Here Fantasy we Fullback Dive, <laughs> brought to you by the good people at the Roto Street Journal. Acton is your lead blocker to fantasy glory, paving the way to fantasy excellence, hopefully making all your football-related fantasies come true. Experiencing some technical difficulties early, don't worry about it. We're going to roll right through this. We got a week five fantasy preview show leading up to Thursday Night Football between the Broncos and the Colts, a game that I can't really pretend I'm that excited about. I feel like it's like in the NBA a couple years ago uh, when Zion Williams got hurt. Uh, Zion Williamson got hurt and the NBA had already scheduled all these Pelicans games. So we ended up seeing the Pelicans yeah. in primetime all the time. Same thing with the Lakers last year. Same thing with, with the year that the Warriors sucked, but they were on TV literally every night. I feel like somebody decided that we were going to see the Broncos every week this year. And uh, I don't think they're very good or very exciting. I'm your host, Nat the Truth Jones. With me, as always, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself. What do you think, Wolf? How you doing? Are you excited about this game? Uh, I'm with you. It's it's a pretty shitty one on paper. It's football, though. We spend so much time just waiting for the season and begging for it to get here. So even on the shitty days, like I try yeah. not to complain too much because it's still football. I still have Sutton in a bunch of leagues. You know, I know a bunch of people have Russ out there, Melvin Gordon. There's still some stuff. I guess we can just jump right into it. The previous I mean, just to be clear, game. just to be clear, I'm complaining. I will be watching the game. Of course, like, I'm we're... not like I'm not like doing something else. We are complete and utter just controlled by the NFL. No matter what they're going to put out there, even if it's a slot fest like tonight, yeah, we're going to be watching it. And we're going to be play, play, praying for fantasy goodness and throwing DraftKings lineups against the wall and hoping one of them hits. All that good stuff. So we are here. We're ready to preview it for you. As always, we'll start with the preview game of the game, which we've already kind of dove right into. We'll hit my higher, lower Hail Marys after some news. And then it's on to all your questions the last 45 minutes to an hour. We'll hit them all, folks. Looks like we've already got about 20 before we even get really going here. You love to see that. As we get going, though, that thumbs up does always help us get out to more people, Wolfpack. So thank you again so much for being live with us. So pumped to break down these games and get you excited and ready for week five. And as you mentioned, let's talk about this one. Colts, three and a half at Broncos. They're getting three and a half points. The over-under is 42. I know neither of us are like betting sharks by any stretch of the imagination, but where would you be leaning in this one, Truth? Well, I'm smashing the under. And I will say I'm yeah. not a betting shark, but I feel like I've been right. Maybe I was wrong one time, but I've gone under every week. And I think, I was, I think I've was—I think been right every time and I was wrong once by like a point, maybe in the Chiefs game. Um, and I guess I would lean Denver. I don't know, three and a half is a lot to give up. Um, you know, I'm going to lean Denver against my better judgment and I'm going under. What do you think? I'm going under as well. The under is 9-0 in the Colts' last nine games, and the Broncos aren't really doing any lifting on their part to make me confident they'll get over 42. You never know. You know what if Matt Ryan takes off tonight? Or Russell Wilson did actually do some solid work in catch-up duty. They didn't end up winning last week against the Raiders, but showed he can at least put up a few scores and is not a complete and utter useless bag of dirt, which he was looking bag like to start the season. Bag of dirt, yes. <laughs> Ultimately, I, I kind of want to take the Colts with the points. We've seen them before. They beat the Chiefs earlier. I know they don't have their heartbeat 
Jonathan Taylor. But so often when this shit happens, that's when like the coach really rallies the troops and the backups come in and they're fired up. And I'm not saying the Colts are a better team without Jonathan Taylor. We all know that's not true. But on a short week like this, that's when like these type of weird freak things happen. So maybe even an outright win, but certainly with the three and a half points, they're actually five and one against the spread in their last six games after they've lost too. So Frank Reich, for whatever reason, has gotten the troops rallied. So if you're betting, I'm going Colts with the points. I'm going under the 42. And I'm going Broncos with uh, giving up the points, and I don't like it at all. I don't trust the Broncos at all. I'm giving their home field advantage. Uh, I'm, I'm taking that into account quite a bit in this particular game. As they boo Russ. <laughs> yeah, 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 good point. I mean, it might be. I will say, you know, Javante out. Jonathan Taylor out. I mean, it's just like, you know, they, these are kind of the walking wounded. And by the way, the, the for that. Score, what are they both averaging back, like right? 15 points a game or something like that? Sorry, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just said no, I can't wait okay. for the marquee running back matchups like you were saying. What were you saying, though? Naheem Hines versus Melvin Gordon. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what everybody wants. I'm just saying everybody. each of these teams uh, man, averages like 15 points a game or something. I know. It's sickening. And ultimately, just talking a few fantasy products, as you just brought up, the two biggest ones, some of the biggest set start questions we get. Might as well address two of the guys going tonight in case your questions revolve around him. Melvin Gordon, I'm ready to fire him up. We're getting the reports that he's likely to be the bell cow common from James Palmer, NFL Network, reporting it multiple times. Also, their offensive coordinator did just say, obviously, we now have Melvin Gordon here to shoulder the load. I will say this, though. I don't think anything is obvious when it comes to Nathaniel Hackett in this absolute (laughs) moronic offense right now. So, yes, I do think Melvin Gordon steps in probably gets about 65%, maybe even 70% of the work, assuming everything's clicking. But what if he fumbles? Like There are some definite red flags to Melvin Gordon we shouldn't ignore either. I have him in the top 25 of my running backs. There's a very good chance he's either in your running back or flex spots Thursday night. Don't put him in the flex spot, folks. But I think he is definitely viable because we've seen the man shoulder multiple huge workloads dating back through all those Chargers days. And he was very solid, multiple top 10 seasons. When the guy gets volume, he does perform. I think he's one of the top running back twos in the NFL. So now that he's back into the uh, probably a volume heavy role, I think he thrives. But that all being said, who knows if Mike Boone, who did play more snaps than Melvin Gordon last week after Javante went down, what if he's more involved than expected? There is no Latavius Murray tonight. We know the team signed him off the practice squad. He will not be playing. So that's one less thorn that you have to worry about, at least this week. Uh, Boone, again, 19 to 10 snaps last week. Uh, did lead the backfield with 38.8% of the routes. We know this team does target running backs. The second highest clip behind only the Chargers and Austin Eckler there. So there could be some good receiving work. I do think it goes to Gordon. We saw Boone drop. Multiple yeah, he had some bad drops. Very bad drops. So I'm not a huge fan of Boone. I've gotten some questions about him even for like desperation streamer stuff. I'm not into it. I, I mean, I, I don't mind stashing him watching him tonight because we have seen the guy rip off some decent runs throughout his career and when he had that span in 2019 where he's actually starting for multiple weeks he was top 10 in yards after contact and all those kind of predictive stats I still don't buy it I still don't love this guy maybe I'm a scorned guy from when I had him and I used him and he got me at three points but that's just what you're kind of begging for here with Mike Boone running back to it best on this bad overall team I'm not really plugging him in unless I am just hideously desperate. Like I have a league. I lost Javante 16 team freaking league too. And my next man up is McKissick. Would you go Boone or would you go McKissick? That's like when you kind of start weighing it. 
Yeah. I think I'm going to go McKissick. I, I would like probably him. go McKissick, but I mean, I don't like your options there at all. Oh, it's horrible. It's absolutely atrocious. My team was already bad. I'm already 0-4 in that league, and then I lost Javante. So yeah. not looking good. That's the only league. I'm like 3-1 and in every other league. Looking great. That league sucks. Nobody cares about that, though. The only sure other they, Everybody league, cares about that. Everybody cares about my fantasy teams, yes. Uh, the only other guy I wanted to talk about was Hines. You mentioned I think he's a good plug-and-play, too. Now, I'd go Gordon first. We've gotten Gordon versus Hines questions. But I do think he takes on like an eckler light type of role here. We'll see him shoulder most of the running work, all of the receiving work. They did elevate Philip Lindsay. Maybe you get that revenge name narrative. I love that he's only 400 in your DraftKings showdowns. I bet they tried to get him a goal line plunge. Deion Jackson, a guy you could stash and see. So just kind of covering those stash and see guys. Maybe Deion Jackson, just in case Taylor misses time. I don't love that, though. I'd much rather stash, uh, like I mentioned, Mike Boone. Maybe Lat Murray, just in case Gordon fumbles and Boone looks like shit, and suddenly you got a guy next week walking into maybe the running back one role. I still like holding on to him if people were impatient and dropped him just because he's not active. It was a quick turnaround. It wasn't a matter of ability. He just was flying in from London, and they just said too quick. The only other guy I want to mention is Alec Pierce. He did have 80 yards on four catches last week. The week before, he had 60 yards. And he's only played about 50% of the snaps. So if you look at that, like just about one full game in these back-to-back weeks, 11 targets, seven catches, 141 yards. The guy's really been playing quite well when he's out there. you got to imagine with Paris Campbell being a complete and utter shitbag that yeah. at some point they turn yeah. the keys over to this deep threat, Alec Pierce, one of the most elite field stretchers, good in the contested catch situation, just a good overall player. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if that comes tonight. So I like stashing him. Like if you have a kicker that you don't really care about, cut your kicker, stash this guy, see what he does. Maybe he does nothing. Cut him for Wandale Robinson Sunday night or Sunday morning, rather in the London game. Wandale does nothing. Cut him for a kicker at 1 p.m. I would say just, there's you say unless you have a kicker you really worry about there, that you really care about. There's only one guy in, in the NFL <laughs> that, that you like, wouldn't. Cool. No, not even McPherson. I cut Young Way Koo and you know yeah, how much I, I know how you feel about it. If I wouldn't do it for Tucker, but other, anybody else, I would cut like dead weight and just be yes. like, yeah, I'll find somebody else. Of course, and I bet, oh, that preface of roster turning does have to come that ESPN doesn't allow that. So I don't want you to like pick up Alec Pierce and then be stuck with him the rest of your your week if of he does a complete nutter dud. Yeah, your life. You're married to Alec Pierce, but ultimately, <laughs> uh, it's in Yahoo, I know a lot of sleeper leagues they allow you to do this roster churn, and I think it's great to keep that the like, kind of spot open all week. Nine not nine out of ten times it doesn't work out, but every now and again a running back goes down and you have the handcuff, something of that right. nature. It's a good strategy. All right. Well, that's we are getting a lot right? of uh, we are getting we got a lot of people watching right now. And we also have um, we also have a lot of questions. A lot of Hell them yeah. are related to some guys that are going tonight, specifically a lot of people asking about Naheem Hines. We're going to try to get through this. We started early, so we should Drew, be able why, to. Hit- why don't you pull up a few of those while we're talking about the game so we can kind of give you guys a barometer? We can't just, hit everything. early. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just give you all like, all right, Giuseppe, for instance, says I got Naeem Hines. I don't know if I should start him over James Conner or A.J. Dillon PPR. See, PPR is the one league you have to give that consideration because he could ultimately catch nine, ten balls and just carry his weight in gold if he doesn't do a ton of it. I still prefer a talent like uh, A.J. Dillon, and I still prefer James Conner and his potential touchdown upside. But I'll tell you this, Conner's low on my list. He's one of my uh, sneak peek of the higher, lower Hail Marys. He's one of my lowers this week. I hasn't scored a single touchdown this year after scoring 20, and I don't know that it's going to come against the Eagles either. So – Giuseppe, like it's in half PPR, I have them 27 for Connor, 30 for Hines. Full PPR, that like, closes the gap even more. Yeah. 
oh, it's got to come down to your gut. I don't think I do it just because I don't love Hines, and I wouldn't be shocked if we're screaming as Philip Lindsay pounds in the one score they have. I, I just don't have faith in this offense at all tonight. The line has not been good even for Taylor. Taylor hasn't been playing well. Why should we expect Naeem Hines to come in here and light the world on fire? You know what I mean? So I do know what you mean. Well, here's one that's maybe a little uh, more. Tyler Sperry wants to know Hines, Boone, or Alger. Uh, Hines or Algier or is or there Algier. one other one? Yeah, Boone. And Boone. I'm definitely going Hines there. I'm going Hines in that group. That's like, that's where the, the line drops in. Anybody out there too, I do have rankings, rotostreetjournal.com. You just click to the week five rankings right there at the top. So if you want to get a barometer, I do always encourage you to ask the I'm, questions though too, because you can give your context I'm, in it and you get the gut reaction as well. I'm going to ask one more Heinz related question. Then I'm just going to say to everybody, we'll try to power through. We should get to the mailbag. Um, and obviously a super chat, if you're desperate, uh, throw it in there and, and we'll, we'll get Guaranteed to you. Definitely. Um, one more Heinz, Melvin Gordon, Kittle, or Lazard in the flex. Heinz, it's actually, Melvin kind, of, it's actually Gordon, kind of tough. Kittle or Lazard. See, if Kittle was doing anything, yeah, but that's a big yeah, but he's, but he's not. <laughs> but he's not doing anything. That's he's like a, left if out. Jonathan Taylor was doing something, he'd be the best running back in fantasy. But he's, but he's not. not. I like Gordon the best of these options. As mentioned, I I feel much more comfortable with him seeing 18 to 20 touches tonight, even with Hackett being a complete and utter moron. I do feel pretty good about Gordon getting 18 to 20. And yeah. in the past, when he's seen that type of work, he's historically been a low-end running back one. I have him right around 24, 25 at my running back spot. I think you get five to six catches, 10, 15-ish carries. So, I mean, you're looking at 20 touches, and the Colts, especially if Shaquille Leonard's not playing, I'm not sure what his final status is, they haven't been great against running backs all year. So I, I do like Melvin Gordon quite a bit, certainly above all those other options in my opinion. I agree. I, I consider all of them pretty close. But it is I, close, I, I, yeah. I would actually – I mean, you know, Lazard actually had a pretty good game last week. Like 120 game. yards last week just about, right? right? Like, yeah, he had like 15, 16 fans. That passing game finally got a little clarity. It's Dubs, it's Lazard. They're kind of lighting it up together, which is good. So now we know at least where this ball – it's low volume, but at least we know where the ball is going between those Correct. two. We can start them pretty confidently. I still go Gordon over Lazard, though. All right, let's go uh, – let's get into player news for week five. We're going to start with quarterbacks – Tom Brian, if you haven't, if you haven't given us a like, there's a lot of people in here right now. So give us a like. Hell yeah. Uh, we so appreciate it. Thank you guys. Um, let me just get this banner off the screen. All right, let's get into it. Um, gotcha. Tom Brady, shoulder, finger. He has confirmed he will start Sunday's game against the Falcons. Of course he's going to start. What's he going to do? Hanging out with his family? Not bloody likely. <laughs> no, not bloody likely at all. <laughs> and I actually kind of love the Brady pissed off narrative this week. Just unloading everything he's got on these hapless Falcons. We saw him throw five touchdowns against them last year. Wouldn't be shocked for a four to five touchdown game this week. Love him at 6K on DraftKings. Think him and Evans, way too cheap. You can even toss Godwin at 5,900. I'm going all back in on the Bucks. He had 30 points finally with all his weapons back last week. I have no qualms about starting Brady the rest of the year. I know he started slow. I'm all the way back in though. James, James Winston, Winston. Back oh, you issue. Talk to me. Yes. I uh, did not practice. And so it looks like Andy Dalton could be stepping back in. Now, I'd obviously rather have Winston in there, far more likely to just air it out. And as dumb as he might be, that's great for the weapons. But we do know the Seahawks, second most deep passes of 15 plus yards surrendered on the year. Number one in passer rating when people are targeting them deep. So whether it's Dalton or hopefully Winston does get back at Love Olave. We'll also talk about how Mike Thomas is going to be out. So love him even more. Think this is a matchup to be had though, and wouldn't be shocked if Dalton becomes in two QB leagues at least a little bit viable here. 
Daniel Jones dealing with an ankle issue has been limited in back-to-back practices. It seems like he is trending towards playing in London against the Packers with the quiet retiring of Blake Bortles this week. There is an opening for a new sir. Are we looking for a – is Daniel Jones going to emerge from this game as Sir Daniel Jones? I I highly doubt that. Nobody will ever come as close (laughs) to the Sir as Sir Blake Bortles. But, I mean, he fits the narrative of just like a shit bum who could just randomly be sparked by that London crowd, maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. I actually have much more faith at it being – oh, it's not Andy Dalton. He was last week. No. Never mind. Daniel Jones. Eh, Andy Dalton does look not. like the kind of guy who could thrive in London. It's true. Yeah, he really does. PFN's Aaron Wilson reporting that week six is logical possibility for Mac Jones. Either way, Mac Jones isn't a huge uh, weapon in fantasy by any means, but he does feed Jacoby Myers. He keeps the run game stable. Although I don't know that Bailey Zappi doesn't do any of those things either. We'll see at least how his rapport is with Myers their first week together. I kind of like Bailey Zappi with everybody else out. Again, two QB leagues. We're not talking about you have to get overly cute. But I think, again, Detroit's that bad. Most points, most yards surrendered. And they've also themselves accrued the most yards and most points. I love it. It's just a fantasy juggernaut. It'll be put to the test this week against the Patriots. I think they succeed. Detroit's bad, but they're really fun. Um, So fun. Running backs. Alvin Kamara. Rib issue. He remained limited for Thursday's practice. Has not gotten in a full session. Kamara himself has said he is going to suit up against the Seahawks, which is a pretty juicy fantasy matchup. I am extremely, extremely hesitant about this guy. He says he's, quote, unquote, looking and feeling like his old self. You got to give him a – Old self like a couple years ago or old self like a couple weeks ago? (laughs) An old self of a couple years ago, we hope at least. I do think this is – you got to go with him. I mean, if he was your first or second rounder in this type of juicy spot, Jamal Williams – was just ripping this team. And again, big plays on the ground, big plays through the air. Kamara can get you both. So the, you got to have him out there. 6,600 on DraftKings too. Love that price. Uh, as he gets healthier and healthier, I'm going to be bumping him up. I think I had him at running back 13-ish. I think he's going to find himself right on the fringe of my top 10, maybe inside it as he gets healthier and ready to play. I just think he's going to smash this team. And if not, then we panic for sure. David Montgomery limited in Thursday's practice after not practicing on Wednesday, at least potentially active you almost if you have him and herbert want him to sit so you get at least one more featured back uh game i don't think he'd step right back in i think it'd be a kind of messy situation and then it's khalil herbert who's looked even better all year yeah. wonder what happens there so maybe just maybe we get at least one more week of the khalil herbert show you can only hope if you have him on your team because i think he could run all over that vikings team get him the fourth most points to back so latavius murray had a field day against them God's yeah. sakes. let's go ESPN has reported that DeAndre Swift dealing with that same shoulder injury is likely to be out week five against the Patriots. It's important to note that the Lions have a bye in week six. So we've all seen that plenty of times uh, coming into a week like this, dealing with a nagging injury. We're going to give him two weeks to get healthy. Uh, So he I'm guessing and ESPN is also guessing that he probably won't be playing. Shouldn't really affect their offense too much. I mean, they'll still probably put up thirty five. Seriously, last week they had such an explosion, 45 points, even without Swift, even without Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, this is a better defense, of course, with the Patriots, but as a Pats fan, it's not a world-beating defense. It's not the Pats of a couple years ago where you had to actually worry about playing your fantasy guys against them. So, yeah, fire up Jamal Williams right back into the top 10 running backs after multiple, I mean, three games with two-plus touchdowns already this year. I think he gets in at least one more time. That's not too bold to think, maybe even twice. Our linebackers are slow. 
Uh, yeah, so I'd definitely fire him up again. J.K. Dobbins practicing in full on Thursday. Meanwhile, Justice Hill is not practicing. Sounds like he might be out for, quote, a little bit. And it doesn't seem like Gus Edwards. He did get activated. He is practicing. But pretty big stretch to actually be active and seeing volume as of this week. We'll see how that plays out. But it could be just Dobbins backfield to himself. Either way, after a two-touchdown day, he's probably in your lineup anyways, but definitely could feel even better. I mean, we might get the rare just workhorse back in this offense. He could thrive with that type of volume. So, yes, I love J.K. Dobbins this week. Brian Robinson, who you may remember, got shot a bunch of times uh, before the season started, actually practiced on Thursday. Now, teams are not required to give update statuses on players that are not on the active roster, which he's not. He's IR, um, and I, I don't know – I don't know how long he is required to be on the IR or how long he will be, but he was like doing stuff in practice. So that's pretty encouraging. I mean, it obviously it seems like, you know, we'll, we'll see what kind of a, an NFL player he is, but it seems like he's going to have made a full physical recovery sooner rather than later. Yeah. We'd have to know by Saturday, they have to activate him if he's going to play this week. And if not, we know we can keep him in the IR spot, but just love the tweet today. Brian Robinson, Bursts up the middle on a handoff, ran right by Rivera on his way back. Rivera stopped the running back to give him a fist bump and pat on his back. Was smiling too, almost like, wow, this guy looks good. Riverboat Rom fist bump. Love it. (laughs) The the old fist bump from Rob. And uh, Terry McLaurin giving you the quote, inspiring to not only me, but other people as well. Your fantasy locker room is who's also getting inspiration from this guy. How could they not want to perform? If he's somehow still out there, he's still out there in about 45% of leagues right now. Go get the guy. I don't know why he would already still be out there. Again, we keep telling you to pick him up. But if he's out there, your fantasy locker room, it's huge to have a presence like this. And last but not least at running back, Rashad Penny's shoulder is not practicing Wednesday. It seems like a maintenance day, fresh off 151 yards and two touchdowns. I'm a little bit nervous about how he'll do against New Orleans. We'll talk about him momentarily. Keenan Allen, as we move to wide receivers, hamstring issue. It seems like vintage Keenan Allen stuff that's going on right now. Did not practice again on Thursday. You know, even if he got in a limited session or or a full session, which seems impossible on Friday, he would be at best doubtful going into week five. I do not think you can count on him playing. And, you know, just kind of more of the same. The guy's really good when he plays. And a lot of times he doesn't play. (laughs) <laughs> I, it had been, and I talked about this this preseason, it had been four to five years of just only missing one to two max. And so we felt pretty right. good. No, it's true. It's true. And now it's just like, oh, age maybe is finally catching up with him. Should be another target hog show for Mike Williams. Gerald Everett's been really boosted up. The tight end five in fantasy so far this yeah. year. Ooh, and Josh Palmer typically has good days, but he's limited himself right now. C.D. Lamb did not practice, mm. speaking of studs, wide receivers. But it's apparently decided his GPS numbers were too high. What the hell I don't is that know. Mean? Is this Mike McCarthy just pretending to know what analytics are, like putting GPSs on his player? What the fuck does that even mean? I don't know, but it doesn't sound like anything you fucking need to worry about. CeeDee Lamb's going to play. He's got 18 in back-to-back weeks. He's actually third in terms of target share on the year. The guy's a hog, and he's thriving. You love to see it. Speaking of guys made out of glass, Mike Thomas, toe issue, did not practice on Thursday. Um, It looks really likely that he's going to get ruled out for the week, possibly as early as Friday. The silver lining there is if it happens on Friday, it's better than it happening at like 1230 on Sunday. But still, like, you know, a lot of upside there. But if he's not on the field, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it sucks. And Chris Olave just continues to go to the moon with or without Mike Thomas there at this point. He's clearly the Saints receiver to 
roster. Rashad Bateman, his foot was sidelined at Thursday's practice. They keep saying he might be able to suit up, but not even practicing at all, not even a limited session, suggests he's going to be out. So make sure you're looking elsewhere. Maybe Duvernay becomes more viable. I mean, the guy has scored in three out of the four weeks so far. Big play threat might step into that number one role behind, of course, Mark Andrews. A viable streamer at that point, for sure. Bucks receivers, you talked about, you could see Brady really going off in this one. He's going to have the weapons to do it. It looks like Chris Godwin and Julio Jones both practiced on Thursday, both limited, but it does actually look pretty good for both of these guys to go. Obviously, we'll learn more tomorrow. Um, good chance Brady's going to have, a, if not a full, a close to full weapons cabinet against the Falcons. Yeah, I wouldn't use Julio. I'd certainly get Godwin. No, I'm not using that, Julio, but uh, I think yeah. that uh, he'll probably play. 10 targets for Godwin's his first action back. Like you love to see that Julio. Meanwhile, only two and a 52 attempt passing game. So I'm not using him, but Godwin right into my lineups. Isaiah McKenzie, the concussion returns to Bill's practice. He had a non-contact Jersey, but step one, you could check it off. And if he's out there, one of my favorite plays of the week, we'll talk about him in higher, lower Mary and why I, I love him. Hunter Renfro concussion shed his non-contact Jersey in Thursday's practice. Um, I mean, honestly, Renfro has been putting up about the same numbers uh, when he doesn't play as when he does. Yeah. So I, <laughs> hardly even fantasy news. <laughs> kind of. Only really thing is Mac Hollins, who's become a viable streamer, just would be a lot tougher to trust. And Darren Waller's already sucked. So another mouth being in there isn't going to suddenly help his breakout chances. Renfro does murder the Chiefs for some reason, though. So not that I'm going to play him this week, but I've seen him getting cut in a lot of leagues. Wouldn't be shocked if I know he sucked, really I'm, sucked. I'm not playing him until I see him do something. But I wouldn't mind stashing him on my bench is all I'm going to get at. I do all think right. he could have at least a small uptick towards the end of the year. Lions-wise, Amon Ross St. Brown is not practicing Ugh. so far this week. My guess is he's going to sit similar to Swift. They got the bye next week. Even if he's like 75 80%, they're probably thinking, let's get him 100%. Let's rest him a couple weeks here. I don't think he plays, but they will be getting some reinforcements back in DJ Chark as well as Josh Reynolds, both practicing. Now, Reynolds has been a hog these last few weeks, over 12 points in three straight weeks. I think you can still lean on him, but Chark coming back does reduce a little bit of the shine to his star here. And Chark himself, I mean, he was the star of training camp, according to a ton of reports. We didn't see much on hard knocks, but a lot of good beat writer praise for him. First week looked very explosive off the ball, too. Wouldn't be shocked if he himself has a big day. He becomes a very viable streamer that a ton of people dropped last Both week. commanders receivers, Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel, did not practice on Thursday. Now, Dotson's was due to that hamstring injury, which is too bad. He was really scoring touchdowns at a solid clip. Rivera has already gone on record as saying that it's going to be a few weeks for Dotson. So it's not surprising. We haven't seen him this week. You're not going to see Dotson this week. Curtis Samuel not listed as far as having an injury. It's an illness. Uh, if it's not one thing about illness is it could clear up in a day, and hopefully it's not too serious. You might see Samuel. Without Dotson on the field, Samuel was already a fairly attractive, you know, fantasy play would be even more attractive. Yeah, he's got the third most touches among receivers so far this year. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, Jacoby Myers, speaking of hogs, averaging, you know, 30% target share when he's in, limited in Thursday's practice. What a better time than now to get back in the lineup against this Detroit team that just is getting smashed every which way. So Jacoby Myers, very, very viable, especially in PPR leagues if you have him. Zay Jones, ankle injury. He was limited in practice on Thursday. Not a super, super fantasy relevant guy, but he is a potentially intriguing guy to throw in just because they're going against Houston, right? Yeah, Andy, he saw 11 targets his last healthy game, yeah. 10 catches. I That's mean, true. Maybe he's more viable 
then you'd realize he actually has more points per game than Mike Williams so far this year. And Mike Williams hasn't even been that bad. Zay Jones is sneaky, uh, pretty good when he's out right, there right maybe now. Maybe I'm selling the guy a little short. It just Yeah, because it's Zay Jones. It doesn't feel like a stud. But sneakily, he's been like a very quality guy, and he's highly used by Trevor Lawrence. Wandale Robinson limited in practice on Thursday. Kadarius Tony not practicing on Thursday. The only reason I want to bring these guys up is if you're kind of following my Alec Pierce, you pick him up, see how he does. And if he's worthwhile, you hold on to him. But if not, the next kind of churn might be Wandale Robinson. You get him for London. Again, most likely not doing anything. But if he sucks, you cut him. And if he's good, you have somebody that you beat the waiver wire to. Uh, Tony could have been on that list. But after practicing Wednesday, he's now not practicing. He just seems like a walking headache. Uh, so yeah, I'm not overly concerned with there, but keep that, uh, super, I mean, I keep that in mind for the, uh, roster churn going before we get into tight ends, uh, Katie Jiggs need to beat my cocky husband this week, full PPR. I need a running back, a wide receiver and a flex Hines, Dylan, London, Gabe Davis, Reynolds, Pollard Edmonds, and she's willing to pay five bucks to beat her cocky husband. I love it. I hope you take down that cocky son of a bitch bill. Uh, yeah. I got to go see daddy Davis is practicing in full. That was the last receiver note. So this is great timing that you asked this he's practicing in full. And I do think that hand, the the, uh, ankle injury clearly has been limiting him. He didn't look like his explosive old self. You see the clips from practice. He's looking great. And now with McKenzie potentially out, it could just be a very concentrated digs and daddy show here. So I have a really hard time benching our guy, daddy Davis here, uh, step daddy, however you want to refer to him as, Drake London, I know he's coming off a bad game, um, but the game flow should be here for him this week. They only had to throw it seven times against the Browns. That's not going to be the case against uh, against the Bucs, who, like I said, I think Brady's just going to slap them. They're going to need points. They're going to need to catch up. And London's been great in all but one week so far. So I'm firing both those guys up. Now it gets a little tricky in full PPR. It's not Edmonds for me. At this point, he's way too inconsistent. Pollard, same Pollard too. at one point. Last week, like, yeah, he's got some nice upside, but still, I don't hate Reynolds, but if Shark plays, he becomes a lot less appealing, even though I still do like him. But I, I feel like A.J. Dillon is just A.J. Dillon against London, against a bad team. I'm going to – when we get to higher, lower, Hail Mary, Dillon's one of them. I have him 29, Hines 30. So it does, like, in this full PPR, it gets even closer. I just – I think there's a whole lot bigger of a chance Hines just does nothing for you and really sucks. And yeah, he might have a touchdown in 10 catches. Like that could suck sure. to have on the bench. Sure. But Dylan's going to get you nine. And he might get into the end zone against a bad Giants team and get you 15. Like I I don't know. I'm going to go London, Davis, and Dylan. Uh, Dylan and Hines is close for me, though. What about you, Truth? I'm going like with right? the ex- exact guys that you're going with. And I agree. It comes down to Hines and Dylan. And I would just lean Dylan kind of. Um, and, you know, I, I could get burned. Yeah. Um, Real quick, um, just another one before we get into tight ends. Start Melvin Gordon or J.K. Dobbins, PPR flex spot. Thank you again for the support, Katie Jiggs, and also CL Sports Cards. Greatly appreciate your super chats. They do go a very long way. Um, whew, that's a tough one. I know. Uh, I, I'm going to go J.K. Dobbins. I just – I like the player more. I like that he could be a featured back for like one of the first times in his career, but they might have no other choice but to give him. Yeah, I know Mike Davis would probably be annoying and involved, but two touchdowns last week, I feel good. I do really like Melvin Gordon. PPR, I do think he has a little bit more upside than Dobbins too. So now it gets even closer. Oh man, the PPR setting, I was kind of thinking in a half lens and then you see the PPR and it's like, uh, I mean, 24 and 25 in my rankings. I just double oh, really? check and be like, am I really wow. that close? 
So um, it couldn't be any closer. And then the PPR makes it like that much closer too. I, I think Dobbins is going to find the end zone at least once, if not twice. But I do think the floor might be a little higher with Gordon. Unless he fumbles, though. Like, we're talking like he has, he's a pretty like, You're just, like, you're just, talk, fumbles, you're just talking yourself in circles right now. <laughs> I know. I, at least I, I want to outline, like, all the positives and negatives, especially for the super chat, before I, like, give my final answer. My gut saying Dobbins, though, when it, when push comes to shove here, a little bit, little bit less worried about him and that offense in Baltimore. Uh, and they might need to get more targets with no Bateman. So I'm going Dobbins, but it is close. What about you, Truth? I would go Gordon, but it's close. And, oh, and, and, if it's, and if we're not, if you're not sure between, go with the wolf on this one. Um, all right, let's get into. Tight I don't ends. know though. I mean, it's so close. Like that's you didn't pay us to like have us like be right in the middle, but that's where we are. I know. So like you got to almost just fall on your own sword. Know who you trust. I tried to outline both cases for you because that's you know the best we can do when it's this close. Again, low floor for Gordon would be a fumble. Other than that, I think he's a lock for 15 to 20 touches, including four to five catches and probably in PPR, the better, safer bet, assuming there's no fumble. I still like Dobbins touchdown upside a lot. And just my gut feels really good about him this week. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's tough. It's tough. It's really fucking tough. I, I'm going to go Gordon for the PPR though. And hope he catches four to five balls. All right. Tight ends. Kyle Thank Pitts. You guys for the support. Yeah. Thanks. We appreciate it. Kyle Pitts hamstring issue did not practice on Thursday. I know what you're all thinking. Like, how could you tell he wasn't playing? Or how could you tell he wasn't practicing? Because he's absolutely terrible. Uh, let's put the tight end ban- banner up, Wolf. So, anyway, um, uh, I mean, I don't even want to start talking about Kyle Pitts. So I saw the great quote today. The had, uh, I think CJ posted just like Albert Einstein. Insanity is starting Kyle Pitts each and every week and expecting different results. Like it's the truth. Why are we expecting him to get any better at this point? Just because he is such oh, a, I don't, I, I, I fully expect him to be terrible. I just, I, I don't know if I can get off him. It's, it's tough. I mean, man. The, the only like game he was actually somewhat decent was against the Seahawks. And we just saw TJ Hawkinson go for 40 against them. So like suddenly, yeah, I mean, he had five catches for points. like what? Five catches for 80 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. He has like 12 points. You're like, Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Cause if you yeah, get yeah, two yeah, balls for 10 big. every week, that looks really good, but right. really it's not that good. It's not that good. Uh, so he banged up, not getting the targets. He's like my tight end 13. I'd rather play Najoku. I'd rather play, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of guys out there, honestly, at this point, I can't keep going back to the well unless I really start to see it emerge. You know, Gerald Everett, definitely locked in. Pat Fryermuth. Once you get to, like, the Conklin and Knox territory, it's like, well, I'm just hoping for a touchdown anyways. Maybe I just hope not, you know, Pitts snaps out of this and they're going to need to throw. But, yeah, it's ugly. It's fucking ugly. Speaking of Knox, he's sidelined for Thursday's practice, so maybe you wouldn't even have to decide that one anyways. Uh, we keep hoping for that one to two touchdown day. It keeps not happening. He's banged up. I almost hope they rest him and let him get healthy at this point. Hayden Hurst joining the tight ends with Hurt Groins Club was limited in Thursday's practice. He is supposedly on track to play for week five, uh, and he played through this exact injury in week three. Um, going against the Ravens, Hurst, maybe not a terrible option. I mean, given I, like the, how crappy the tight end position is. I like him. I mean, caught a touchdown last week, gets the revenge game narrative against the Ravens, his former team. I like it. You're looking for a touchdown bet. Not a bad one at all. He's kind of like this year's Dawson Knox. All righty, folks, that's all the news we have to cover. Uh, if you don't mind, as we get towards your questions, we're not too far away, about 15, 20 minutes. Thanks for holding in with us. We promise we'll get to them all. We do want to tell you about our sponsor for September. They've been very kind and generous to us. We please want to encourage you to check them out 
And of course, that thumbs up button while you're waiting would be so greatly appreciated. And like <laughs> subscribe if you haven't subbed to the channel. We're live four times a week answering your questions. So please consider that. But also consider No House Advantage. They're changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning 250k plus in cash. Download the app. Choose a contest, select your player props, and earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house. That's the way I recommend playing. And 20x your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code RSJ at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores your first deposit will be matched up to $25 make sure to check out no house advantage today experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play but also where you play you don't want to miss out on this check them out wolfpack as i keep telling you guys 25 25 match we had a user that did two $25 bets five you know five got them all right 20 x them up to a thousand bucks in his first weekend using it and their lines are nice they don't move all week unlike casinos where they you know, move up and down with where the betting action is going. What they set it at at the beginning of the week is what you get. So that's often why you'll see 20-yard differences in between their lines in Vegas. So go check them out, Wolfpack. No house advantage. Code RSJ. Link in the description as well would mean the world to go check them out. All, All right. right. Let's get into higher, lower. Hail Mary. We're going to start with the quarterbacks, and we're going to start with the guy the Wolf is the higher on this week. It is the official house quarterback of the Wolf, yes. Jared Goff, going at the Patriots. Wolf likes him at quarterback 10, which may seem even a tiny, tiny, tiny bit low to me, uh, but he likes him four spots higher than the experts. Um, let's talk about Jared Goff for a second. Quarterback five on the year, <laughs> number one offense in points, number one offense in total yards, worst defense in points allowed, worst defense in yards allowed. That just creates fantasy bonanzas. Why do you have him down at 10? I get I, why you like him more than the experts, but I mean, you know, none of those numbers you said were even remotely close to 10. I understand that. It's more so the Patriots, like the one way they, they're going to want to play is slow this down, batter them on the ground, and just burn clock. And they're going to be able to do that. The Pats have two of the most efficient running backs in the league in Harris, in Ramondre Stephen. In fact, they both are number one and number two in broken tackles so far this year. Like they're playing out of their minds. They're going to rip off like seven yards of carry. My only hope is they just rip off like 40-yard touchdown runs, get the ball back into Goff's hands because I don't think the Lions are going to have much trouble at all moving the ball on the Pats. It's just a matter of how much clock do the Patriots bleed in the meantime, how many opportunities does that result in. I don't think it's going to be uh, – I think a lot of people, that's why he's down at 14, are overly concerned with the fact that the Patriots' defense will know how to take out their best – they don't do that anymore. They're just not that good anymore. I think Goff will continue to light it up uh, at top 10 easily for me. All right, guy, you're lower on. <laughs> That's another one where it's like, yeah, obviously. I, I cannot believe that the so-called experts have this guy up at 11. You've got yeah. him at 18. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's the QB 21 on the year. Why is he still being ranked in the top 12? I have no idea. I mean, we've I've watched every game he's played this year. I mean, he's still a good quarterback, but like this offense is not conducive to him scoring no. like a ton of fantasy points. It's ridiculous. No. Ranking him 11th, I would put big money on him not being – 11th or higher <laughs> yeah i would too get enough qb's outscoring rogers this year geno smith carson wentz jacoby Brissett, marcus mariota i mean the guy yes as you mentioned real life wise gets the wins gets the job done looks solid but similar to the patriots it's a grinded out offense bleed clock it's not a fantasy friendly offense in the least 
And it's not overly fantasy-friendly matchup for quarterbacks right now. Giants are toward the bottom of the 22nd in fantasy points allowed, so a bottom 10 matchup here. They've only allowed 200 yards and a touchdown a game on average. Granted, they face some bad quarterbacks so far, so I don't want to go too into depth on like, yeah, you know, Mayfield, uh, Cooper Rush, Justin Fields. Like <laughs> They've been outkicking their coverage in terms of 22nd points allowed. I do think Rodgers could have you know, a better day, but they might just not need to because I don't think this team's going to be good. I think we're just getting like a London slot fest. It's just going to be ugly. It's just going to be ugly. You might get 202 touchdowns, but at quarterback 11, no, no, thank you. I want some more upside. Give me Geno Smith. And yeah, Smith. I was going to say your, your Hail Mary guy. I'd rather have than Aaron Rodgers this week. Yeah. 28% roster Geno Smith. Speaking of him, quarterback 11 on the year. He's had 17 or more in three games. He's fresh off a 32-point week. I get it. It came against the Lions. But still, the Saints will be a much tougher test. I understand that. But he still has, against the Broncos, the second fewest points to quarterbacks, put up 18.5. Like He's running the sixth most designed runs of any quarterback in the NFL. He's just getting it done. He knows to throw to his two good go-to guys. TK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They're not dead after all because Gino knows to pepper them. He's running it when he needs to. I think he's solid. And now, if you want an even deeper Hail Mary, right. I mentioned it at the top when we're going through news. Bailey Zappi at two QB leagues. I'm telling you, Detroit's that bad. And Bailey Zappi really isn't that bad. I liked what I saw. He made some genuine NFL throws on Sunday when thrust into action. Coming out of college, this guy threw 62 touchdowns and like 5,900 yards, like led the NFL or led the NCAA in all those categories. He's got a big-time arm, and he can make the throws, and anybody can make the throws against Detroit. So don't sure. hate Bailey Zappi if you're real desperate. Watch list, couple guys. Kenny Pickett, he's got a real tough first test against Buffalo. I believe the stat going is that no quarterback has scored more than 13 fantasy None. points against Buffalo this year. That includes, like, Lamar, who's Lamar. put up, like, 50 against everybody else. Teddy yeah. Bridgewater, also somebody to keep an eye on, had 12 fantasy points in the first half, threw some big, uh, big plays to Tyreek Hill. Big matchup to try to see if he's legit or not. Uh, we'll see how Teddy does, but those are the guys the Wolf is interested in watching. 100%. We're going to move on to running backs. Guy the Wolf's higher on. He's got a couple here. Devin Singletary going against Pittsburgh. Wolf's got him at 24. That's actually only two spots higher than the experts. I think he's actually now – I bumped him up to 22 or 21 even. Okay. The more I dig well, into different. him, the more I like – uh, two weeks in back-to-back weeks, he's become really the feature back. 80% of the snaps, 20 of 28 carries, that's 71%. 16 of 23 targets, that's 70%. 16 targets in two weeks on its own right is just huge. So I love this. And last week in particular, 87% of the snaps, 77% of the routes, 88% of the short yardage work, 100% of two-minute offense. I mean, the guy has become an absolute bell cow. And dating back to last year, the last seven games, he played 84% of the snaps, he was the running back, too, in the fantasy playoffs, averaging over 19.7 points per game, the fourth most this year if you did it out. He's got 20 and 10 across his last two games. And against the Pittsburgh Steelers, six most points allowed to backs, getting real gashed without Derek Watt on that defense. I think we get a nice, solid one, maybe even two touchdown day out of Singletary this week. There's been a little bit of Brees Hall buzz lately. Yes. Remember, there was a bunch of Brees Hall buzz for a while, then it went away quickly. But now it's kind of creeping back. Wolf has him as his RB21 going against the Dolphins. Experts have him down at 25. Why do you like Hall more than them? 
it should never have creeped down because last three weeks, running back 12, running back 18, running back 16, and he's thriving because of a huge target share. He's actually second in terms of running back targets, seven per game right now. But the big thing was the rushing workload also shifted to his favor for the first time last week. 17 carries, 66 yards and a touchdown on the ground, as well as two catches for 12 yards. The big thing, too, is it's not just empty targets. For, per Scott Barrett, one of my favorite analysts in the game, 31.3 air yards per game, one uh, half deep target per game. That usage would actually break 2016 David Johnson's record for most air yards per game by a running back since at least 2007. You don't need me to tell you David Johnson broke fantasy. So now that we got yeah. the carries, we got a unique deep targeting situation out of the backfield position. I, I, what's not to love? The, again, 65% of the carries, again, the first time he outsnapped and outcarried Michael Carter. It's becoming his backfield, and now the schedule softening up, and he already was playing well in tough matchups. I love everything about it. Last guy, you're a little higher on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going against the Raiders. You got him all the way up at 12. That's three spots above the experts. Do you remember after my hometown league's fantasy draft, I was showing you some of the teams, and I showed you this one guy whose starting backfield was Brees Hall and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. We just <laughs> both just laughed, and we're just like, that's the oh. crappiest backfield ever. Not wouldn't be such a bad starting backfield now. Not at all. I'll be really into it. I mean, you got <laughs> running back four on the year, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And you probably get yeah, Bold Wolf, you're higher on him. I don't like to do that for my higher lower Hill Marys. I like to include people I'm getting questions on, and I still get questions every single week. Am I still playing Clyde Edwards Hilaire? I kind of get it because the usage has been sketchy. The production, it seems like he's out kicking his coverage in the sense that True. he's seeing about a running back three workload, but he's performing as a top five running back. That doesn't typically sustain itself. Unless you're in a Pat Mahomes offense right. that just lights the scoreboard up every time. In fact, he's caught three red zone touches, three goal line touchdowns this year. No running back in the last like seven years has caught more than two goal line touchdowns. He already has three and it's week four, five right now. So his usage, it does feel weird. It feels sketchy. It feels like it might just bottom out at any point. But last week he saw 45 of the 80 snaps, 55%, 19 carries, 92 yards and a touchdown. When the script dictates it, it seems like they're going to really – Feed him uh, every single time. 56% of snaps, 63% of carries, 59% of the routes too. So it's not like it's just an early one-two down grinder. Uh, so he's doing really solid. I think this is going to be an expected positive script against the Raiders, the 12th most points allowed to backs. I just don't know why I keep getting questions about him. He's got to be ranked as a running back one moving forward. Everybody's saying sell, 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 sell. If everybody's giving that advice, you're probably not going to sell him for what you're going to get in terms of production. I think you hold and you just keep riding this gravy train, baby. I understand what you're saying as far as like, oh, maybe he's out kicked the coverage and, you know, maybe he's outperforming what you'd expect him to do. I feel like you would be kind of crazy to pull out here until you start seeing a real regression. I mean, right. I ride it like he's putting up consistent fantasy points every week, even if you don't think the usage is what it should be. You can't bench him for somebody else and then have him keep doing the same thing he's doing you just feel like an idiot i think it's just injuries at this point would be the only concern and i sure, keep this sell sure. high narrative i do but I, i'm holding it at this point because everybody tells you to sell you're going to get low balls for guys to running back four and this offense i mean it's just a juggernaut the line is bludgeoning people this is a this is a top three run blocking line they are a beastly line and yeah we were stupid like, we said we both said we kind of like tampa bay against the chiefs i mean you could tell uh you could tell within a quarter that that wasn't gonna happen I mean, opening kickoff when the guy fumbled and they scored right like two minutes in it's like yeah this game's over already you could just feel it yeah I, I was listening to another podcast and somebody said on it in the history of football has anybody ever fumbled the opening kickoff and then that team ended up winning the game I wonder if so. The I was like, no, out of your sales. none I can remember. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Guy you're lower on Rashad Penny at New Orleans, RB31. You like him three less than the experts. Not a huge discrepancy, but why? Ah, uh, so a little bit one. We talked about how he's banged up so far this year, uh, or this week rather. So, I mean, whether he goes or not, obviously will help dictate that. But the big thing is, yes, he feasted last week. 151 yards, two touchdowns. Everybody does that against Detroit. Otherwise, he's been real May. Eight, two, and seven fantasy points. Hasn't finished above the running back 34. And you look at what the Saints have done. CPAT crushed them in week one. 21 points, had a beastly day. Since then, Lenny. 8.4. Christian McCaffrey, 12.5. Dalvin, 9.6. And now Penny is expected to come in here and like have a top 25 running back day? No, it's not happening. They're going to, it's If they get it done, it's going to be through the air. It's going to be through their wideouts. I don't think Penny gets it done here. I would definitely have him on my bench. AJ Dillon, a guy we talked about a little bit earlier going against the Giants in London. You got him as your RB29. You like him a little less than the experts. I feel like you already gave us some of your thinking behind that, but why don't you give us the 30-second version? Yeah, I still like him. So, I mean, 29 is definitely still playable. You saw Katie Jagir's question earlier. Like, there's definitely guys stack him up against. I'd be playing Dillon. But you look at the Giants, they've been surprisingly okay. Christian McCaffrey, 14 points. Not bad, but McCaffrey, you know, that's a light day for him. Henry was held in check, 8.2 points for him. They just seem a little bit more susceptible to the pass catching backs. And for his credit, Dylan has seen more receiving work this year than ever before. But I think that's kind of an Aaron Jones type of scheme. It seemed like Aaron Jones was pulling away a little bit last week until they could really bludgeon the pats on the ground and try to close it out. Uh, and this Giants team did get smashed by Zeke Elliott and Pollard for 178 yards. So, like, there is a narrative, and certainly if they're bleeding the clock with Dylan, like, it could be okay. So I do like him. Honestly, I just had a hard time finding a running back I was much lower on other than Rashad Penny. So uh, Dylan, it just kind of worked out. Like, I like the Patriots running backs more. I like, uh, you know, there's just some guys that it just – it's less about hating Dylan. I'm kind of spitting reasons, but I I do like – you know, Jeff Wilson ranked around him. Devin Singletary, who I already talked about. Like, J.K. Dobbins. I just like a lot of these guys that are typically ranked below him this week. A little bit more. That's right, really what it came down to. We're going to hit our Hail Mary uh, Rashad White, uh, only 32% owned against Atlanta. Then we're going to hit a super chat. So hang on just a second, Michael. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for the support. Let us get through this running back position, and then we'll be right there. Yeah, Rashad White, my favorite Hail Mary. One, because I think you could use him this week, but really just as a bench piece is so much upside. He should be rostered in 70 80% of leagues just on his handcuff upside. But now that we saw him, 41% of snaps, 100% of the goal line carries, five targets, hauls in all five for 50 yards, scores a touchdown. He's actually got some standalone value, in particular, if they get up by a lot or down by a lot. I expect him to get a lot of work. We got an eight and a half point favorites here on the road against Atlanta. I could see White definitely getting some heavy work, regardless of what the score is, but certainly if they get up big. So you got standalone value. And even if not, like he should be on 100% of rosters for the handcuff upside. I think he would be a David Johnson rookie season if he takes over in this offense. So 32% rostered. If you're watching right now, please pause, go to your waiver wire, check if Rashad White's out there because he 100% should be on every bench. Like whoever you're going to cut it for him, just know I say yes. Like guys, the wolf. Guys, the Wolf is watching this week, and we covered honestly most of these in the in the news and injury section. But just real quickly, uh, the Atlanta backfield with no Cordero Patterson, who has been sent to IR, will be out at least four weeks. Does yeah. it even matter? We'll see. Can I pause on them yeah. for one second, truth? Because my only other hail mary. Because oh, go ahead. Thirty-three percent rostered. It might be a, he might be gone. Caleb Huntley though, oh. 
for for the Falcons, he's only 11% rostered. So again, if you're desperate, if you're really looking for a complete and utter dart throw, he did have 10 carries, matched Algier in carry workload, 56 yards and one touchdown. The big thing was he got three goal line carries compared to exactly zero for Algier. They pulled him out for this bowling ball that did have 1,713 yards and 18 touchdowns across his last 15 games at Ball State. You get a Maurice Jones-Drew comparison and you know me and Maurice Jones drew those I know you little legs. Like I would love that guy all day if he was ever back in the league. So if I get a, a Maurice Jones drew clone, I'm in all day. So I don't think it's going to be the right narrative for the guy. But if somebody's scoring a touchdown there, I honestly think his chances are better than Algier, who everybody's swimming to. I don't mind Caleb Huntley at 11% roster. Sorry about that. I did not see Huntley there. Uh, you guys heard what I said about uh, Patterson going to the IR. We will see what happens with the Falcons' backfield, if it matters at all. His usage is always weird anyway. Um, in Detroit, does Jamal Williams continue splurging without DeAndre Swift? Honestly, I don't see any reason to think he won't. Yeah. Brian Robinson return, maybe. Um, returning to practice, if nothing else. That's kind of cool. And He's also, coming back, baby. Is, Come is on. Is Kamara dead? Should we have all been buying? We're going to see. We're going to learn a lot this week, in my opinion. Those are all four good things to think of. Michael. Thank you for being patient. Threw us five bucks. Start uh, Hines so or Amari Cooper and my flex this week. Full PPR. Let me know. The game starts soon. Absolutely. What do you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. And thank you again for the super chat. It's, again, if any of you have like game time questions, we'll probably get through all your questions, but this is what you got to do. So thank you so much, Michael, for the super chat. This is a really tough one. Uh, I have a hard time sitting Cooper. And I know like one point last week, one yeah. point in week one. There's a lot, there's a no floor. There's a no floor clause here, but there is 11 and 10 targets the two weeks before over hundred yards and a touchdown in those two weeks as well. Chargers defense has not been great. Uh, certainly more susceptible to the run, but this narrative does seem to fit. Like the Chargers get up early. They have to throw it. That could really benefit Cooper and Jacoby Brissett for all intents and purposes. He's top 10 in PFF passer grade right now. He gets it done when he has to throw. I think against the Chargers, yes, very easy to bleed the ball on them, run it down their throats. But still, I don't know. I Hines just doesn't inspire me that much tonight. I, I get it. But again, Taylor's not getting it done behind this shitty line and this shitty scheme. Is, is Hines going to suddenly light the world on fire against a, a decent Broncos defense? I know Jacobs just bludgeoned him, but like Jacobs is a whole different tier of talent than Naeem Hines. I think it's going to be like Deion Jackson's annoyingly involved. Philip Lindsay is annoyingly involved. Hines might find the end zone. He does typically when he gets used, like perform better than we'd expect. I don't know though. He just doesn't do much for me. I'd rather have Cooper. I feel like, what you know, it's you? funny. You, your assessment is eerily similar to what I would have said, which is just like, I see why you would be nervous about Cooper. I feel like the upsides, there. I mean, it's the upsides there for both of these guys, but it's just like Hines doesn't move the deal for me. Really <laughs> it's doesn't. just like, it's like, I don't know. It's, you could see him catching some passes. You could see him getting in the end zone. It's like I, I always try to imagine my fantasy guys doing what I want them to do in my head. It's just hard for me to imagine, like, Naeem Hines just running all over Denver yeah. and just, like, lighting him up. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. Let us know um, where you're leaning, Michael, because, like, if you were really like, I love Hines, I want to play him, it's not like Cooper's a smash. I have to play him over, you know, over Hines. But I just think the ceiling case is so much higher for Cooper uh, and, and PPR, like, that does benefit Hines. But it also, we've seen Cooper have 9, 8, 10 catch days. Like, yeah. I, I like Cooper. I do. I, I don't think this is a Cooper disappearance week. Omar jumps in on the action. Yo, guys, should I play Thank Matt Ryan or Teddy B as my quarterback, too? Also, Wentz or Teddy in another matchup. Thanks, as always. FYI, Penny, back to a full practice today. 
Yeah, I, I'm still low on him. Definitely yeah. still my lower of the week. I'm going Teddy over Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan inspires no confidence for me. Um, and, and this Denver pass defense is really good. So give me Teddy B, bad Jets defense, great weapons. The guy can get the ball to his playmakers, and that's all you need in this offense. I don't think it's as much Tua as it is just the play calling and the weapons. I think Teddy's going to be more than okay to get the weapons the rock and let them do their thing. Wentz or Teddy's a little bit different. I have these guys neck and neck. I do think Teddy's safer, and that's kind of crazy to say. Wentz, we've just seen back-to-back six, seven-point days, like just awful multiple picks. The Titans defense has given up the fourth most points to wide receivers. The Washington defense has given up the fifth most. There's this shootout kind of narrative to this game, and I just don't buy it. I feel like they're both kind of gross. Yeah. So give me Teddy. I think that game has much more shootout potential. Like the Jets, yeah, they're gross, but like they've been putting up points this year too. So I kind of like that game as a target. So I, I kind of want to go Teddy on both of these. I don't think my rankings reflect that. So I'm going to have to change that. I kind of like Teddy in both cases. What about you, Trudy? I also would lean Teddy in both cases. And I also agree with like the kind of shootout narrative, uh, maybe being a little overhyped in that one. Yeah. Um, one more real quick, one more real quick. And then we got to get to wide receivers. Um, we appreciate the the support guys. Thank you guys. Roderick so much. Hughes, really Judy or Lockett, PPR real quick. What do you think? Well, I'm going to go Lockett. I really yeah, like Gino. what Lockett's doing with Gino. I mean, nine, 10, 11, like steady target volume. He really only had one dud this year. It was week one. They've really figured it out. Give our guys the ball, get the playmakers, the rock Lockett's a stud. I do like Judy the way he, you know, the deep ball, but like when he doesn't hit 1.2, 2.5, and then he's got like a couple 12 point days that are really just a matter of deep balls. I like Lockett. I just feel like it's safer, it's steadier. I Judy, it feels more like a risk to disappear on you, whereas Lockett has the ceiling and a much better floor to me. All right, you let's agree? go to wide I do actually agree, which surprised me. I certainly wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, T. Higgins at Baltimore, wide receiver seven. You got him three higher than the experts. I love what I'm seeing out of T. Higgins this year, man. I mean, drawing the number and two. last year. And feasting on him more points than Jamar Chase so far this year. He's outscored him in all but one game. Higgins is a stud. The only game he didn't outscore him, he got hurt early on. Who knows how it could have gone otherwise. Then the wide receiver three last week with 22 points. I think against Baltimore, giving up the most points to wide receivers. We get another absolute smashing. I think 20-plus points for T. Higgins. I know it's easy to be high on him, but ranked as the wide receiver 10, I have him approaching my top five right neck and neck with Jamar Chase. Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel of the Commanders as a duo going against Tennessee. You like McLaurin as seven at the 18. Uh, that's seven higher than the experts. And you like Samuel at the 23, five higher than the experts. That's actually a, a decent size discrepancy for guys this high up in the rankings. Yeah, I like them both just with Dotson removed. A touchdown fiend. He scored in three of his four games, four touchdowns across those three games. I think that presence removed is going to do wonders for Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel's touchdown ceiling, which has really been lacking for McLaurin so far. I, you know, eight, nine, and six targets the last couple of weeks aren't horrible. I think this week, that's from McLaurin we're referring to, I think without Dotson, we see that get to 10. Tennessee has been very susceptible to number one receivers, fourth most to receivers in general, but in particular, they limit the slot well, but are, are – horrendous against the outside guys so i think mclaurin is in for a field day i think this is like the mclaurin week where you get 100 you get two we've seen him spike like that in the past and i think he just needed one mouth removed to have that volume stabilized now in addition curtis samuel just the volume has been so so bankable 11 9 10 7 7 targets in addition to multiple carries each and every week 
The guy, like I said, third in touches among the wide receiver position. I don't think he should be a fringe top 30 guy. I think he should be looked at as more as like a top 24 guy with such great volume in a good matchup with one less mouth now again here. I think both of these guys should be locked in the lineups. Obviously, McLaurin first is the better talent, the better upside. But Curtis Samuel is right there, too. Guy, uh, your last guy on your higher list, I, I'm really behind this one, Michael Gallup at the Rams. You like him at 38. The experts have him all the way down at 49. I actually really like this play this week. Yeah, 85% route participation and looked pretty damn smooth for a guy coming off an ACL, seeing his first action, hauls in a touchdown, finishes as a top 33 receiver, and now he's ranked outside the top 40, top 50 right now. He's getting a Rams team that's given up the second most points to wide receivers. They are horrendous. Didn't they just look so bad? So the bad. Runners. The Rams are bad. And especially in the secondary right now, Jalen Ramsey, the one guy that would be worrisome, you know, years and years ago, he's horrible. He's getting roasted each and every week to the point where he like constantly is bringing out new posts about how he's like finding God and needs new strength. And people are making him question his whole sanity. So I, I don't, yeah, I think Michael Gallup, CD Lamb will be drawing the number ones anyways. That doesn't matter. I think CD Lamb's going to have a field day. I think this is the day that Gallup kind of reasserts himself above Noah Brown. And Noah Brown could have a fine day as well as a potential Hail Mary, but give me Gallup. I think he should be starting at worst. He needs to be on benches and he's still right around 50% rostered. Go get this guy. Stop letting Gallup sit on waiver wires, please folks go get him now. We just brought up the Rams and I don't want to get sidetracked too much, but since I haven't talked to you since, since the, uh, you know, 49ers Rams games happened, I mean, as bad as the Rams offense was Cooper cup, 19 targets, 14 catches, 122 yards. I just felt like I had to mention it. On the yeah, podcast. As you should. Yeah. Meanwhile, Alan, Alan Robinson at like like two catches for five yards or something. Cut him. Done. I'm done. Let's so. talk about guys we're lower on. The duo of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, who have had pretty good seasons so far. Uh Waddle, you like is your wide receiver 16. Experts like him all the way up at 12. Tyreek, you like at nine. The experts like him all the way up at six. Why are you a little more hesitant on these guys? It is the quarterback change. It is the Jets who have actually had a better secondary than expected. I know I just talked. It's weird because I gave like Omar or somebody the answer of Wentz versus Teddy Bridge. I'm higher on the commander's receivers and then lower on the uh, the Miami ones. But keep in mind the relative positioning of these guys. I'm higher on Tyreek and Waddle than either of Terry and Curtis Samuel. I still like these guys a lot. It's just a matter of who they're getting ranked ahead. You know, Tyreek above T, not for me this week no, in that I matchup like for T. CeeDee Lamb with that like 33% target share. AJ Brown, you know, an absolute mammoth these days. I just, I have those guys higher. I'm still a little bit wary of Teddy Bridgewater's ability to sustain two guys. So I think somebody's going to pan out pretty big here. I'm just not that confident at we'll, we'll, we'll get two. And that's why I'm a little bit nervous. Brandon, Brandon Cook's going at Jacksonville. You like him at 27. The experts like him at 23. Respecting the Jacksonville defense a little bit? I really am. I think this Jacksonville D is highly underrated. So big fan of them. I love streaming them this week. My number four defense of the week. Love the Jags as streamers. And just Brandon Cooks himself hasn't been all that inspiring. Yes, I like 12, 10, 7, 7. Pretty good targets. Top you know, 10 in terms of target share so far this year. But hasn't been doing much with it. Has not had above top 14 numbers. And 15 is as high for half PPR on the year. 7 and 3. I just feel like the Jags defense is going to clamp down this entire offense, including Brandon Cooks. I think we're getting one of those like 6 to 8 point kind of eh. <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster going against Vegas. You got him as your wide receiver, 41. That's six below the experts. Why? 
I just don't trust any Chiefs receiver. Uh, and Juju it's tough, right? To be the steadier one. But Pat Mahomes himself told us, don't trust our receivers. Every week it's going to be somebody different. Yeah, it just goes to every random guy he's got, except Kelsey. I mean, you can trust Kelsey, obviously. The only guy you can trust. And yeah, sure, Juju, he's got eight targets in three of the four games. So the steadiest of them, he just isn't doing a whole lot with it. It's not anything exciting. 41, these are his wide receiver finishes on the year. 41, 87, 34, 44. And we're ranking him as like yeah. a consensus top 35 guy. Now nah, you're right. Now Sky Moore is getting more involved. And the Raiders have one of the best slot corners in the entire league. So I just don't like Juju. I don't think it's his week. You've just got below this. No, no, no to Allen Robinson or Darnell. Yeah, Murray. I get questions. No, Agreed. no more. Fair yeah. enough. Hail Mary, Josh Reynolds. We talked about him a little bit at New England, 25% roster. And he has been a beast. He really has been. Again, over 12 fantasy points in three straight weeks. I do think Chark coming back makes him a little more nerve-wracking, but I just trust Goff's ability to sustain at least two receivers on a weekly basis, which is crazy. Now, if he's gone, I don't hate Noah Brown, who 9, 18, 8, and 8 fantasy points, similar production to Juju. In fact, he's outscoring Juju on the year right now and a guy that's out there in almost every league, so I like him a lot. I did want to make sure to mention, if Isaiah McKenzie plays, he might be my higher, higher of the week. I have him right now ranked as if he's playing. I have him 15 spots above the ECR at wide receiver 34. The only thing that's been slowing him down, and really he hasn't been slowed down because he's been putting up great numbers, 9, 10, 18, like very solid stats in a 55% timeshare with Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder just broke his ankle. He's going to be out for the foreseeable future, maybe the year. We don't have a confirmation there. But if he becomes now a full-time player, He's going to feast. Every time he's seen 80% or more of the snaps, he averages almost 20 points per game dating back to last year. So I really like McKenzie if he plays. Never mind the fact that Pittsburgh is giving up by far like a mile's worth more of points to the slot receivers. They are so bad. This dates back to like every year under Tomlin, but especially these last two. They are so bad against the slot receiver, which is where he roams. So that way, if he's out, I don't mind going to Khalil Shakir, a rookie. I really like the player, really like the talent, only 1% rostered. If McKenzie's out, I'll tell you this, Khalil Shakir is going to be in my top 45-ish wide receivers above Eli Moore, right around George Pickens type of range. That's just how bad I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are against the slot. That's how much I love the Bills offense. And that's how much I really actually like this Khalil Shakir kid. So I would go stash this guy if you have the space. All right, guys, the Wolf's watching. Chris Godwin. His health. Can he reemerge as a wide receiver one in fantasy? Man, I hope so. Everybody I got is hurt, and he's one of them. Uh, the Dolphin studs with Bridgewater. How impacted are they by that? Good question. I would assume a little bit, but who knows? Maybe not that much. Teddy's a good – Teddy's like – you know, that's why you have Teddy Bridgewater. He's one of yeah. the best two or three backups in, in the sport. Could definitely start for some teams. And also, does Chris Olave continue to dominate? Probably Mike Thomas is already on my fantasy app, is already predicted to score zero points. They're already calling him out. <laughs> Yeah, so, Olave, I think this is where Olave becomes almost like a low-end wide receiver one yeah. at this point. I'm just going to rip through tight ends real fast. Yeah, blow through that mailbag. That's a big mailbag. Sure it. So Dallas Goddard gets Arizona, by far the most points surrender to the tight end. I know you know to start Dallas Goddard, but like he's ranked as like five, six, seven range. He's my three. Only Kelsey, only Andrews. I think Goddard puts up a weak you – know, you know he has the most yards after the catch in anybody in the league right now is Dallas Goddard. Like insane. So I think this is the week that that comes to fruition where we get like two touchdowns, 100 yards, massive Goddard week coming at 4,700 on DraftKings. Lower on Darren Waller, and why not? The guy has been why not? complete and utter shit. Now you got Hunter Renfro potentially coming back as yet another mouth to feed. I mean, Waller's stats, 
He had two good weeks, and now it's been four and four points, tight end 31 and tight end 30 across his last two games. I don't buy that he's going to suddenly rebound. I don't know. I just He's tight end eight because like the position's so weak. But again, Higby, more, way safer. Hawkinson this week, way safer. Ertz, Goddard, like these guys that are consistently ranked below Waller, I would much rather trust this week. And my Hail Mary, I do like Taysom Hill against the Seattle team. I That's right. Rush Taysom Hill, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's a good bet for a touchdown. I also do like Logan Thomas, though, continuing that thread of you move one mouth of this actually decent passing attack. I think Logan Thomas, six most points allowed tendency to the tight end position. The guy has seen his route participation increase each and every week. I think this is the one that we see it actually come to fruition where he gets into the end zone. So I guess I don't really hate Wentz all that much. Maybe I do have him over Teddy Bridgewater the more I think about it. Eh, I'd rather trust Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Before we get into the mailbag real quick, the uh, Road Street Journal Thursday night football game matchup, which I believe is probably posted, what, on Facebook? or the, or the Facebook and Instagram, there? yep. Okay, um, real quick, who do you like, Russ or Ryan? I'm going uh, – I'm going. so I'll go down the list. It's Russ versus okay. Ryan. I'm going Russ. Sutton versus Pittman. I'm going Sutton. Mike Boone versus Alec Pierce. Give me Alec Pierce. Uh, it's not Latavius Murray anymore. I think we swapped that out for Deion Jackson versus Philip Lindsay. I'll go revenge game narrative. And then <laughs> Melvin Gordon, Hines, and Judy. I'm going to go Gordon tonight. So those are my uh, picks All there. Right. Go guess yeah. on Facebook or Instagram. You can win a free Roto Street shirt. If follow us on those. Sub on YouTube as well. Thumbs up as we hit all your questions. Let's fucking go. We'll get David on to keep the streak alive, and then I honestly might just go rapid fire truth because we have to. We still got twenty three minutes. We can we can we can do so. Guys are okay. You're okay on time. (laughs) What's going on, my man, David? Keeping the streak alive. It's fifteen of sixteen, but the one time you weren't taking calls because you looked like death and felt. Oh yeah. And then uh, that's like, true. Yeah. And then like eight hours later, you had your appendix move, removed. Yeah. So, that's one reason I did not take calls. You're right. I, I, I believe <laughs> I, I was forgiven for missing that one day. Yes. Yeah. Um, but so in my Superflex league, I have Stafford and Hertz. I have Stafford in my Superflex, and Hertz is my primary oh, QB. Yeah. Hurts. We know. That. I missed it. I missed out on Gino on the waiver wire, and I have Mariota on my bench. Fuck Mariota. Did you pick up Percet or a, a Teddy B and Teddy drop B, Mariota? Yeah. Fuck Mariota. Don't Mariota. Mariota. Yeah, I would. Teddy B, give me those weapons. Let's ride that out. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. I, 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 because I'm playing the matchups in my head, and I'm like, well, Stafford has also been terrible recently. Oh yeah. I need I need the quarterback that could give me better score this week in Superflex. I think Teddy Bridgewater might be actually weirdly safer than Stafford. I probably have Stafford a little higher, but I would not blame you at all. I definitely have Stafford higher than Mariota either way. So screw Mariota. I'm done with him. Never again. Sounds great, guys. And uh, right. Truth, who are we uh, – who's going to – supposed to do well that's going to do terrible this week? He's not supposed – Don't mush. He's not He's not supposed to do well. I was just going to say Kyle Pitts. Um, okay. <laughs> Lock it in. But I don't know if he's supposed to do well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alrighty. guys. Thanks, David. Appreciate the call-ins as always, guys. All righty. So, again, we'll hit all these questions. As I want to preface it, a super chat will pop right up. If you have an answer for tonight that you desperately need, let us know, and we'll be sure to get to your super chats. Otherwise, we're going in order here. How big's the mailbag, Wolf? It's pretty big. <laughs> okay. Juan Pena, who's my wide receiver one and two? Mike Wilson, Garrett Wilson, uh, Dotson, Duvernay, Thielen, Judy. Who do you like the best two on that list? Mike Williams, you're locking in. Uh, and then Dotson's not even playing. Right, I kind of like, like 
Thielen of this group. Chicago, bad defense. I think he got, finds the end zone. If not him, I'll go Garrett Wilson. I don't think you have to get Judy in tonight is kind of what it comes down I to. I agree with you, although the one time this year I recommended Thielen to somebody, I think he had zero targets. Zero catches. <laughs> He's really uh, picked it up lately. And then he says, Juan says, who's for my flex? Connor or Jamal Williams? I would definitely go Jamal Williams over Connor. Oh, yeah, 100% um, Jamal said, Williams. And I have Eckler and Chubb as my starters. Yeah, Good Jamal job. Williams, absolutely. Knox or Gisley? Knox might not play. If he plays, they're going Knox. But this and is I just want to say also, Juan got these questions in like 35 minutes before we even I love the it. air. Commitment. <laughs> Charlie, I need an RB2 and a flex. Ramondre, Zeke, Olave in London. Half point PPR. I'm going Ramondre at running back two. I'm going Olave at flex. London's real close behind, but give me those two. Melvin or Ramondre? Uh, Ramondre. Going Ram- I love that Detroit matchup. It's two Pick juice. two. Hollywood, Brown, Mike Williams, Olave, Godwin. Ooh. I wow. can't bench Hollywood, Brown. And if Keenan sits, it's real tough to bench Mike. I do love Olave so much. Godwin's a distant fourth for me as of now. I just want to see him get healthy. Um, If Keenan plays, I'm going to go Olave over Mike. If Keenan sits, I go Mike. Uh, I need two. Uh, Well, I need a running back too. Brees, Zeke, Dylan, Hines. I go Brees, especially full PPR with that receiving workload. Absolutely. We answered that one earlier when we were talking about Hines, so you can move on. Yeah, yeah. Andrea, hi, everyone. What's up? Danny, uh, MG3 is going to go off tonight. Yeah. He really could. He's got the narrative. I mean, he's going to get the work as long as he doesn't fumble it away. He's a good back. He's a good back. I think he really could. Jeff Wilson or MG3? I go Jeff Wilson. I mean, 80% of the snaps, like 100% of the touches. Fastest ball carrier of last week, over 20 miles per hour. He was shot out of a cannon on that touchdown. I love to see Jeff Wilson back. I've been begging for this for two years. I am vindicated. Jeff Wilson, baby. Jeff Wilson's one of my starting running backs now. Um, Hell yeah. Toon says, As he this should is, be. He's a stud. He's the, the pickup of the year so far. He's honestly one of the people that I rely the most on on my team. Everyone else is just like hit or miss. You, you're locking in solid. for 13. I could see a yep. two-touchdown day coming in the near future. Toon said, this is odd. I did not open this, but I heard the intro song playing in my pocket. <laughs> Girl, I'm we telling you, Facebook's listening you. to you, Toons. We're Thank watching. <laughs> um, Heinz, Boone, oh, yeah, we, we already we did that one. Going to well, timeout for the repeat, but thank What's you up, gentlemen? What's up, gentlemen? What's, What's up, going Daniel? on, Daniel? Uh, Andrea says, I need a wide receiver at one and a one flex. Pittman, Sutton, Hollywood, Brown, Damian Pierce, PPR. I'm going to go uh, Sutton as your number one and flexing mm. Hollywood Brown just slightly over Pierce. I'm not going to go Pittman with Sertain on the docket. I think I'm just going to go super flex and then hope we get through them all, truth, because we're at like 653 and we have a, a pretty full mailbag, so – I'm going to rip. If you hear anything that you don't agree with, please just holler and we'll pause. Oh, you Keep know your eyes peeled for Super Chats, too. If you want a more in-depth decision other than a suit, like a quick rapid fire, then Super Chat, I'll be happy to pause, slow down, and give you like a wait out option. But otherwise, rapid fire, coming at you. We'll back thumbs up. would be so appreciated as we hit this. Gordon, Dylan, Hines, sit one. I'm sitting Hines tonight. In a rough decision, start Hines tonight or Benjamin. Wait on St. Brown's not going to play. Uh, but I do think – you have better flex options with Daddy Davis. Um, Khalil Herbert, assuming Gaunt Montgomery sits. And if he doesn't sit, you still have Lazard on a bad fallback. So I waited out. I don't play Heinz tonight. What's up, Gino? Welcome on in, Gino. Uh, fellas, hope you had a good day. Melvin Gordon or Mostert? I'm going to go Melvin Gordon there. Gordon. Full PPR, starting running back two spot. Melvin Gordon or Damian Pierce? Damian Pierce for me, baby, Gino. Uh, good evening. What's going on, Denny Jennings? Good, good evening, Denny Jennings. Great to see a legend here. Hope you're crushing beers with us, Denny Jennings. Uh, Juan, you've asked too many questions. I got to get to other people. Sorry, Juan. Uh, I thought Naeem Hines, if I should start him over James Conner or Dylan, nah, I wouldn't just happy. 
Gordon or Jamal Williams? Definitely Jamal Williams. Jamal, definitely. What's up, guys? Yeah, Jamal's like a lock. Come on. Uh, CEH, Najee, Brandon Cooks. I'm benching uh, Brandon Cooks there. Yep. Cox, Tunyon, or Disley. Uh, fuck, that's shitty. Um, actually, Disley's been like weirdly the tight end seven in fantasy right now. Tension's running high in the Jagir household. I love it. Husband versus wife matchup here. I actually have the uh, wolf versus fiance matchup this week. Well, Bill, she gave us five bucks, so like. Yeah, so she gave us five bucks. We're rooting for Katie all the way, 110%. Frazier, what's up? From Scotland, baby. Would you trade James Robinson for Wilson uh, and Garrett Wilson for Taylor? I actually kind of think I would. Oh, yeah. Um, you're buying low on Taylor would. and just hoping the talent pays out. I like that move. I absolutely would. Um, I'm worried about Najee. Jeremiah, I'm sorry. It's a little too long. I'm getting to the question. I don't love him this week. I don't. But Would I you start Etienne or Gibson over him? No, Najee. I wouldn't start either of those guys over him. Melvin Gordon or Godwin? I'm going to go Melvin Gordon there. She, we um, already answered that. We answered that money, one right? for the super chat. Thanks again, Katie Jiggs. Uh, remember, it was uh, sit one. Actually, this was a different one. Oh, different I'm, one? I'm going to sit Gibson out of that. Oh, definitely much. Gibson. Um, give me daddy. Give me Hines. Hey, guys, would you start Alec Pierce or wait for McKenzie? I'd wait for McKenzie. I'd start Khalil Shakir if he does not play. Full PPR, need two. Or need a running back two. I'm going to go Brees over those other guys. Uh, Hines, Melvin, Gordon, Kittle, or Lazard in the flex? We already did that one. Uh, Gordon, okay. If you see any of that, if you want to scan and just put people in timeout truth, if you see repeats. No, we did uh, that one earlier when we did the Hines questions like at the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. They, they, weren't, they weren't blowing us up. Okay. Wilson or Cousins? Uh, ugh, cousins. Um, <laughs> Melvin, Gordon, Godwin, or DK at flex this week? I got to go DK. He's really surprised me this year. Kristen Mann, Murray or Goff? I'm going to go Murray. Um, there, uh, two keeper PPR. I got Zach Wilson and Brandon cooks. He gets burrow. I'm not doing trades. Sorry guys. It starts for now. Uh, super chat. If you have a trade you need, um, PPR doesn't matter for quarterback too. Kristen, just as a heads up. Um, I'm going Murray. Um, I'm not doing a trade question. Sorry, Connor. Uh, super chat's the only way to do a trade on a show like this. Gordon Godwin or DK. Uh, I'm going to go DK. Uh, Picked Boone off the waivers, dropping him before the game. Someone else can gamble. Uh, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> like and share. Indeed. Thank you, uh, Austin. Like, share, sub. would be so greatly appreciated. Flex, PPR, Gordon or Jeff Wilson? I'm going to go Jeff Wilson uh, over all those other guys, Steven. Would you rather have Dubs or George Pickens if you had to pick one? I'd rather have Dubs for the year, yeah. but I really do like them both rest of the season. Waddle, Pittman, Jamal. Thanks. Uh, we're definitely going Jamal. I'm going to Waddle over Pittman. Gordon or Connor? I'm going yeah, Gordon. Gordon. Close, though. Uh, I don't know. That's like a team. Thank you, Vision. Uh, what can I do to trade? You, come on. I can't do that. Uh, would you give up Garrett Wilson for J.K. Dobbins? Yes, I would, Stephen Hernandez. Uh, fellas, for some skin in the game, should I start Melvin Gordon? It will mean I will have to sit one of Waddle or Jones. No way. No. Uh, I, I, those guys are too good. Not worth the skin in the game tonight. Zeke Gibson or Garrett Wilson? I'm going to go Zeke very slightly there. Why would you say it like that, fucking weirdo? I don't even know what that means. Uh, sorry. Uh, PPR League, do I run Hines or Thielen at Flex? <sighs> Probably Hines. Our boy, Texas Hustler. I Dallas, love Texas, Texas Hustler. is watching Yo Big Dogs, our favorite hype man of the year. Need one. Judy Ayu, Gallup Samuel, and Daddy Davis. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Daddy and Daddy, then Samuel. Very close. Great to see you, Texas. Thank you so much for the hype, as always. Chase Edmonds. Was dropped in my league for Pickens. Chase, uh, not really, honestly. His role is way too inconsistent. Judy or MBS? Judy. Judy. Uh, pick a running back in a flex. Dylan, J- Jeff Wilson, and Singletary. Giuseppe. What's going on, Bulldog? Kyle Pitts friggin' sucks. That's what I know. 
Uh, he doesn't suck. His coach really sucks is what it really comes I down mean, to. I mean, I don't know, man. They might both suck. Uh, Keenan Allen's probably not playing v Selling, So, yeah, I guess I'd get uh, him in there. Thanks again for the super chat, Katie Jiggs. Yo, what's good, boss? Good to see you. Raheem or Gordon? I'm going Gordon there, Koa. Um, thanks for tuning in. Star Hines over Keenan Allen didn't practice. Yes, v Selling. Yep. Uh, you're blowing that one up quite a few too many times. I just lost my place. Should I start Hines or Najee, PPR league? You you have where we're at? Yep. Um, uh, Najee, uh, should I start Hines over Keenan Allen? So Denver let me just put D. that guy in timeout. Denver D or Jags D? Jags. Uh, Denver. Uh, Jags. Jags. Close, okay. though. Love them both this week. Now I lost my place. Uh, in a bit of a pickle, start a questionable Curtis Samuel over Jerry Judy? Um, yes, I would. Um, I think he's going to play. It's an illness. Gordon, uh, Elliott, Gordon Harris. our guy, our guy, hustler, Gordon, Zeke, Dobbins or Harris. I kind of like Harris actually with that Detroit matchup. I think he gets in for two, uh, Hollywood Brown, Brees Hall, dudes. I'm going to go Hollywood, Matt got a stomach ache every time. Kyler, uh, Kyle Pitts is mentioned rather. Yeah, you should DJ. He's so fucking frustrating. Naeem Hines, JK Dobbins or Rashad Penny. I'm going to go, uh, Dobbins. There. Probably Dobbins. Yeah. Samuel or Cooper? I'm going to go Cooper slightly. I'd probably, probably go Samuel. I'm just I know. Oh, it's so tough. That's a really close one. Wilson and Wilson find chemistry. We got to hope so. But, yeah, I agree with you. Wilson was better with Flacco. Hines or Lazard? I'm going to go Lazard very slightly. Me too. Just traded uh, Gibson or Edmonds. Uh, they, it's just kind of shit. Shit for shit. <laughs> Melvin Gordon or Ramondre? I like Ramondre, Ramondre. just slightly. Rashad White or Tyler Algier? I'm going Rashad. And he's just more valuable for your bench, too, afterwards. Gordon or Hines, I'm going Gordon tonight, baby. Uh, trade Lazard from the bench for Jamison Williams and stashing. Uh, I do. I love Jamison Williams stashing. He's out there in so many leagues. Highly recommend everybody go out there and do it. Cyan, Gordon or Damian Pierce? Damian Pierce for me. Would you spend a waiver priority on Ken Walker? Uh, maybe. Not really, though. Not a high one. Um, first priority, no. Definitely not. Roderick, we already answered that. Lockett or Judy? Lockett. Uh, even though people are saying it's dumb, I'm starting Hines over Harris. I do think that's dumb, Duck. Duck. Um, duck, I'm not I'm not a fan of that move. I don't know if this is Roto Street Duck or it's a random duck. Hey, uh, that's a good question. I, I'm trying to – I can't decide how familiar to be with him. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to rip him too bad, but no, I would definitely <laughs> If it's Roto Damian Street Pierce. Duck, I would be ripping uh, 100% Damian Pierce. I hope you're not the real duck. Uh, pick a wide receiver in flex. Gallup, Dubs, Hines, Jones, Etienne, Brian Robinson. Jesus, come on. You got to limit this down. Um, Dubs and Hines, I guess, but you gave me too many options. So you got, you got to limit that to the ones you're actually doing. Um, all righty. Oh, it sounds like we got a couple super chats. So. <laughs> Dave's given us the piece. Truth, you're supposed to look out for those super chats. They don't pop up unless they're a certain amount of money, dude. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, but then I can see them. You're supposed to scope these. All right. Wes C with the super chats, uh, Lawson versus Russ. Hate Russ so much trading him for Goff. I would trade him for Goff. I'd 100% agree with that move. Um, in this case, I actually kind of like Russ, um, to be honest. I don't know, though. I don't love either. Melvin Gordon or Brees Hall. I'm going Brees Hall. He's love the target share. Love that he finally saw 17 carries and outcarried them. Big, big fan of them. Um, let's block this uh, watch NFL HD guy. They're just spamming the chat. I'll I keep that, Is that all? Is that I'll all keep scanning super, super. Yeah, for now it is. I'll keep scanning them. Like I said, it doesn't pop up unless it's at least four ninety nine. So I'll start. Yeah, I know we're, we're sluts for the money, but it's we true. are whores. It's true. Um, all righty. Now that JT's hurt was where we left off. Um, that was the way too many questions from someone who isn't an expert. Teddy Bridgewater seems like who I go for. 
one of these days, so we're there. I'll use StreamYard to call in. You please got to call in, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Hines or Herbert for full PPR. Uh, Khalil Herbert, assuming that Montgomery doesn't play, I'd want to know who your next man up is, though, because it might make sense to get Hines in. Definitely Brees Hall over Hines. Uh, Davis, Pickens, or Judy. I'm going to go Judy there, Dandy. Originally Cooper, but they project the exact same points. It's it's close. Um, I want to start Hines because he's going to get more touches. I know it's Brees Hall. I'm definitely going Brees Hall, Andre James. Um, and as, as Michael says, it's not even close. So it looks like there's some conversation going on here. Pitts or Conklin. That's where I draw the line and go Pitts, but I don't love it. I don't um, know, man. I, I'm tempted by Conklin there. I'm not kidding. Yeah, a lot of good conversation going in on the chat about Pitts. Keep it going. Keep helping each other out. I missed the answer. Need one flex, uh, one and one yeah. flex. Pitt, we did that I mean, one, and he went Sutton and Hollywood. Sutton and Hollywood, Andrea. Who should I start at flex, uh, Gibson, Thielen, or Hines? I would probably go Hines, maybe Thielen. I'd go Hines, I think, there. Do I flex Gordon? You could, but don't start him in the flex because it's Thursday night. You yeah, put him in back. Next spot. You start in Pittman or Judy, I'm going to go Pittman, Dylan. Should I start Gordon? Depends on the other option. But, yes, he's definitely startable. Waller over Tunyon, Denny Jennings. Taysom Hill or Najoku. I'm going to go Najoku, DJ Johnson. Hines or Mostert, Hines. Sutton and Pittman, should I fire them up? Also got Kirk. I'm going to go Sutton for sure. I would definitely go Kirk over Pittman, though. Um, Gino or Stafford? I'm going to go Gino this week. Screw it. I'm going I, Gino week. over Stafford. Absolutely. See, see, this is why I said CEH had to be on my higher list because I get questions like this. It's CEH. He's the running back four in fantasy, Will. Oh, absolutely. It's 100% CEH. Absolutely. Uh, Russ or Cam or Carr? Carr. Uh, I'm going to go Carr, I think. I'm going Carr, definitely. Yeah. Melvin Gordon or Brees Hall? Brees Hall for me. Uh, Hines, Connor, or Dylan? I'm going to go Connor very slightly over Dylan. Um, thank you again for the super chats, Wes. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Ertz or Hines at Flex? I, I like Ertz. I mean, I think Ertz. Fatty Mateo, first day with power after Ian. Oh, man, glad you're back. That was a dirty ginger. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> full BPR, I need a running back too and Flex. CEH, Brees, Dylan, and Lockett. Uh, CEH and Brees for me. Yeah, Lockett versus two men. Uh, Olave or Melvin? Definitely Olave. I'm me. going Olave. Yeah. Pierce, Hines, or Hall? Uh, I'm going to go Hall. Just slightly over Pierce. Half PPR start one. Hines or Bateman? Bateman's probably not playing. I'm going to go Hines over Etienne. So starting Hines tonight. Start Gordon or Hines. I'm going Melvin Gordon um, there. Sutton or Marquise Brown at my flex for standard. I'm going Sutton there. I Hines disagree. or CEH? CEH uh, definitely will. Will's going to timeout for the repeat. I think we're about to get through all the questions, though, which I love Just to, to see. Just to be clear, I would, I would lean slightly Brown over Sutton. I think I'm going Gordon over Lockett, but, man, it's close. You're going Hollywood over Sutton? Slightly. Uh, we're close there, then. Um, Lockett or Gordon's a really tough one, too. That's a good, like, measuring bar for me. I think I go Gordon for the volume, but it's real close. What do you that's think? A tough, that's a tough one. Real I tough. I mean, I'm very, I'm very down on the Broncos right now. Me, too. Uh, me too. And as we wrap these up, Wolfpack, there's still a bunch of you out there. Please do consider that thumbs up on the way out to help us get to more people. A lot of new faces tonight. Love to see it. Yeah, big crowd. With me in the world. Let's grow the audience. We've grown by a few hundred, up to 2,500 now. Love to see it. Let's try to push for 3K this year. We can get more and more of you here. It would mean the world. So thumbs up, subs, a good free way to support the site. Let's wrap up here. Hines or Bateman or Etienne? Um, Hines, repeat question, timeout. Uh, would Mac or Sue win in a fight? I would love to answer your hypothetical. I'm going to go uh, Sue. Yeah. Uh, Come on, Gordon, man. Gordon or Drake London? Drake London for me, Felly plays. Put me in timeout. I need to grab a beer. Timeout. Done. Jennings. Chug. Kareem Hunt over Hines for me, Samuel. Uh, I'm going to go Hines over Chase Edmonds. Melvin Gordon or Brees Hall? I'm going Brees Hall. Uh, Rashad White or McKissick? I'm going Rashad White, White. 99. Good to see you. 
Hall, Pierce, or Hines. Noah with the repeats. Uh, I'm going Hall. Stop repeating. Should I start Melvin Gordon or Jeff Wilson? Jeff Wilson for me. You're about Jeff to get Wilson a lot of repeats Gordon, here. Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson for me. You're about uh, to get a lot repeat, of repeats here. Going to timeout. Uh, you're welcome, Matthew. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Uh, thank you. Have a great night starting Calvin Ridley. <laughs> great sign off there. Uh, thanks again for the super chat, Ulysses. I appreciate it. Uh, trade Waddle, Dobbins for Bateman and Mixon. Uh, I don't It's. I don't know who's getting what. Hines, Hall, or Najee. I'm going Hall over Najee, surprisingly, this week. You oh, guys helped me out. I'm so happy to hear it. Uh, yeah, he Kareem Hunter, Hines. I'm going Hines. Marquise Brown. I mean, I'm going Kareem Hunt over Hines. Sorry, rather. Yep. Kareem Hunt over Hines. Marquise Brown or Samuel, I'm definitely going Marquise Brown. Why don't you for six this year? Singletary is actually over Connor for me, Giuseppe. Start Gordon as running back two in case Montgomery's out. Yeah, I think you can do that unless you had a Herbert as a backup. Uh, full PPR, Kittle or Najoku. Got to go Kittle, but uh, it's getting ugly. Last Friday was a bad package day for my route customers after two is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> those were some smashed, fragile packages. ETN or B-Rob? ETN, I guess. I don't know. That's real close, but hopefully there's something better. Edmonds or Gibson? Uh, XOXO. I'm going Gibson, but I don't really love either. Thanks for the kisses and hugs, Austin. Enjoy, boys. ETN's on waivers. I don't think he should still be picked up in case something happens to Robinson. Godwin and Mikey Trashbag Williams. <laughs> Why is Mikey Trashbag? He's had like three, uh, two really good weeks, one sustainable week, one bad week. Um, I'm going to go, yes, both of those guys. Ah. Dead beat, dead beat Gabe Davis. Dead I might beat. lean towards Gabe over Godwin. I kind of want to lean that way too. I'm getting warmed up to Gabe Davis. Love the show. Love to see it growing. Great job, boys. Sup, truth. Still need the mush of the week. Oh, yeah. I gave, it, I, I gave it to we him. Need said, better. We need better than Pitts. Come up with someone better while I answer these last few. D- cut one. Dotson, Pickens, White, or Robinson? I don't know who Robinson is. Uh, Brian Robinson? Probably him, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to cut any of them. That locker room presence is strong. Why do you have to cut one? Uh, Gordon he, or uh, Gordon Herbert or Dylan? It's Herbert if he's the starter. Uh, if not, then you got a decent fallback with Dylan. But I would rather have Gordon than Dylan. So that's a tough battle. You just get the skin in the game. Chris Chies. Um, thank you for the thumbs up. Thoughts on White? I talked about him earlier. Is my hail mary? Rewind to that, Rico. But I absolutely love him. Think he's viable this week. Think he's the best handcuff you can possibly have. Mike Williams only goes off on my bench for three years. Yeah, he can be a trash bag in that sense. Most of the week truth, and then we sign off here. Who are the Vikings playing? Uh, Vikings got Bears. Mm, I was going to say Justin Jefferson. Now I don't know. Bears have given up the fewest points to wide receivers because of Justin Jefferson. Just, Justin wow, Jefferson. most of the week is Justin Jefferson, folks. It's you really Kyle Pitts. But. Truth has been 100 for 100 on the motions of the year. Guys, on your way out, that thumbs up would mean the world. All our content's at LotusStreetJournal.com. We breed and feed you fantasy wolves. Please consider sub- subbing to the channel, helping us continue to grow. It's been awesome. Thank you guys so much. Uh, best of luck out there. We Cheers. used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. 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 We stole the show. Straight ahead. Devlin. Second effort. Third effort. Touchdown. Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old fashioned football right there, folks.